Good day and welcome to The Buzz, a podcast by Bank Automation News. I'm Deputy Editor Lorraine Lawson. Automation Anywhere recently announced several new offerings aimed at supporting citizen developer programs. I sat down with the vendor's CIO, Summit Johar, as well as Ken Mertzel, who is the Global Industry Lead for Financial Services at Automation Anywhere. We discussed the citizen developer trend. My first question, of course, does Automation Anywhere use citizen developers internally? And what advice can the RPA company offer about such programs? Mr. Jahar started the conversation saying it's actually a program he hopes to expand. Yes, we do. As a matter of fact, I'm in the process of expanding that model right now. We do have a center of excellence uh, in a team internally that my team is, is uh, sort of leading. And, uh, you know, there is participation from multiple departments internally, whether it is finance, legal, uh, HR. All these teams have identified a few, uh, I would say, uh, bot champions, bot warriors or whatever you want to call them. And they work very closely with this central team. And like I was explaining to you, the model, the way it works is uh, we collectively debate about what are the right use cases. These teams bring ideas to us. We work with them, explain to them whether these are the right use cases for automation or not. Where can you get the value faster than than others, right? And then they are, uh, you know, they are able to deploy, uh, sorry, not deploy, they're able to build their own bots by themselves. But once the bots are ready, they come back, work with us. We help them deploy in a way that is, um, you know, that is consistent with best practices and secure. Yeah, I think the other thing I, I'd say, just looking at the um, the banking industry, I mean, first of all, even though obviously Automation 360 is a new release, um, citizen development or the ability to conduct, you know, create your own bots is not new. I mean, from, from day one, our, our platform, as you know, is very easy to use and easy to scale. Um, so you're not really using coding language. But on top of that, we are seeing banks where they are moving towards citizen development. I'd say the most common is where rather than every single employee and organization developing bots, you find particularly in areas where there are a lot of opportunities where they'll have selected people with the training. And then on top of that, even for areas where maybe someone isn't developing a bot, I think the platform now, particularly with the Automation Anywhere robotic interface, is making it much easier for any employee to actually interact with a bot. So, you know, whether that's in a call center, what have you. And, and I think that's probably the major development within Automation 360 is that, I mean, certainly just as it was before, anyone could develop a bot, but I think even more importantly is anyone can easily interact with a bot because you have that easy web-based interface such that you're not necessarily interacting with all the systems behind the scenes, you know, directly and even all, all the bots that are set up. What would you say to banks that are on the fence about citizen developers? What should they know? Well, I, I think a couple of things. I, again, I, I think it um, should be managed in the appropriate manner. So um, I think some of the concerns obviously around citizen development or to what extent, um, you know, there's going to be governance and controls. And so uh, I think, you know, some of the things I mentioned before, first of all, you know, you know, the platform has that built in governance and control. So um, even if someone has developed a bot, um, you know, the best practices that you'll leverage a CAE or some organization to obviously do, you know, QA over those bots before they're put in production. 
which gives you know uh, organizations more confidence opposed to you know people um, creating bots without that level of governance. So I think that's critical. I think another is ensuring individuals are getting the appropriate training. And you know, as you know, we have an automation anywhere university. We have you know over a million users that are trained now. So getting them the appropriate training, you know, online and also directly from the CUE is is absolutely critical too. Um, and then the fact that now, you know, again, it's web and cloud-based is easier to deploy that across organizations too. So I think, you know, organizations are looking at a mix of citizen development and deploying it, you know, with the appropriate controls, you know, in, in areas where there are concentrated opportunities. What opportunities do you see in financial services to deploy more automation? Are there missed opportunities out there that banks really should focus on? Yeah, um, I, I can speak to that. Um, Summit. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think, you know, first of all, as you mentioned, um, financial services is the leading industry in terms of leveraging RPA, and, and that's across the entire industry. And certainly it's, you know, uh, one of the largest sectors uh, in terms of our own, our, our own customer base. So, you know, they are leveraging it heavily. I think where I see the, the trend in terms of additional areas of focus is historically, there was more focus on back office operational processes. And increasingly going forward, I see much more emphasis around how can we improve the customer experience and focus on um, front office opportunities. I think part of that is enabled, you know, as we talked about before, by you know the automation anywhere 360 products, and in particular that you know automation anywhere robotic interface or ARI, um, where particularly, for example, if you're on a call center and you know typical environment where you have multiple screens in front of you and you have to access all types of different systems at once to just try to get basic information about the customer, I think organizations are seeing that there's a huge opportunity to leverage. Um, you know, the, the robotic interface such that, um, A, you can get sort of a, a single, you know, a single view of the customer and B, when you need to execute a particular customer request, you can leverage customized forms, which for that contact center agent will say, hey, these are the things that you need to, to get from the customer and then populate that. And then behind the scenes, the interface and the bots are then reaching out to all the different systems to execute. So there's a lot more opportunity now for, in, uh, individuals who have customer contact um, to actually spend more time actually servicing the customer as opposed to all the sort of, you know, manual repetitive steps and, and a lot of the, you know, note taking after the fact. So I think that's one uh, major area of focus. The, the second one I'd say is that um, in terms of where the technology is going, obviously over time, there's an opportunity to integrate more and more, you know, uh, um, artificial intelligence, machine learning capabilities. And so I, I see where there's opportunities to not only automate manual repetitive processes, but to take some of those things where there might be an exception process and now leverage machine learning to determine how you're going to process that or in, in critical areas in banking, such as any Monday laundering or, or loan underwriting, where you can leverage machine learning to identify, you know, where you have particular risk, um, how you want to make certain decisions. And, and to your point, that's particularly critical, as you mentioned early on, in terms of eliminating those false positives, because that's, as you know, one of the biggest challenges, KYC AML, is, is those false alerts that then require you know, a lot of time spent on doing the additional research. And so we're seeing more advancements in terms of leveraging those technologies to, you know, get a, a better picture of risk. And conversely, since you have a very broad view of working with lots of different companies and financial institutions, are there 
Are there big mistakes that you see companies or financial institutions make when deploying RPA and, and how can they fix those that particular mistake? Is there? Yeah, um, I, I don't know if I'd call them mistakes, but there's certainly lessons learned, I would say, from the most successful ones. As I mentioned, we have many customers uh, in the financial services industry and other industries that are uh, deploying hundreds or thousands of bots. And I'd say what draw, you know, what differentiates those that are the most successful are a couple of things we touched on. So one is certainly having that um, federated model. You know, so having a, a centralized area of expertise doesn't need to be a huge department, but just something where you're ensuring consistency in terms of how you're leveraging and deploying uh, the technology. Um, that combined with again making sure that you're really working in coordination with the businesses and having those. Um, points of contact in the business who, who are really, you know, obviously much more familiar with um, the operations within an area and can help better prioritize and design automation opportunities. So I, I think that's one differentiator. Um, another is absolutely executive support. I, I think we're seeing a lot of organizations realize, particularly with the pandemic, that um, there's a real need for digital transformation. And given the limited number of resources that all organizations have, how can we leverage our employees best and, and take advantage of some of these technologies? So um, executive support is key, not, not just from a budget standpoint, but frankly, you wanna make sure that you're getting the input and, and the um, leveraging the expertise of individuals in those areas you're automating to ensure you're automating things the right way. So I think that's uh, absolutely critical as well. And, and then lastly, again, is just making sure that you're leveraging you know, platforms such as our, where you do have that, those centralized controls and all, all the things I described to ensure you're having the appropriate, you know, governance over your, uh, your automations. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about governance and that will be my last question. Um, it's sort of an emerging discussion, it seems to me, maybe, I don't know, maybe you can say whether or not that's true, but is there advice you have about governing bots within an organization, specifically a financial services firm as, as people sort of are uh, playing catch up on governance? Yeah, I think the key is to um, make sure that you have the governance set right up front. Again, part of it's the platform itself obviously gives you part of that, but that, you know that's not alone. So again, I, I know I keep mentioning the, the center of excellence, but it's key from a governance standpoint so that you're, you're establishing certain guidelines in terms of these, is how sh these are how bots should be deployed. You might even have, we have the capability to uh, you know, for clients to develop an internal bot store so that you can say, hey, for these types of automations, you should leverage these type of capabilities. Um, so, you know, governance is key. And I often tell organizations, I, I talk a lot, not only to financial services companies, but also finance organizations, given my background. And as you can imagine, finance and accounting is all about governance and control. And so, you know, my, my guidance to those organizations too is, is even when you've automated a process, you should absolutely maintain the same level of governance and control you would over an automated process as you would over a manual process. So um, you need to have an understanding of exactly what that process is, what are your um, backup plans to the extent upstream or downstream you know, data sources or processes change and how you're gonna adapt, you know, again, either whether that's a manual process or an automated process to be able to handle that. So change management is absolutely critical to uh, successful automation. And again, the, the center of excellence can help, you know, the businesses maintain that. Okay, is there anything else that you, you all wanted to talk about or say? Okay. <laughs> I don't think there's anything else. Um... The only thing I would want to add from my side, I mean, we were talking about uh, some of the 
internal use cases that we are looking at deploying internally, right? I gave you an example around security and Ken was just talking about compliance. So I wanna give you an example about compliance, but which is more generic, applies to any organization, not just banking. Uh, one thing that I've noticed consistently, especially if you're a highly regulated business is that the audits that happen internal audits that take place, and they could be for any reason, whether it's you are, you're acquiring a certification in PCI, SOX, ISO, et cetera, doesn't matter. Um, these audits are extremely repetitive and extremely lengthy and error prone. Um, in my team, we are an ISO certified company, by the way. So in my team, we used to spend weeks to complete some of these internal audits in the past and when we started looking at the use cases where we can apply our own technology, uh, compliance turned out to be one of the best cases because these processes are completely repetitive and can be easily automated, especially if you are using a technology like RPA. Uh, we are able to achieve these or complete these audits, internal audits in days, not weeks anymore. So I, I just wanted to highlight some of that example because it applies everywhere, no matter which company, which kind of in sector you are, you are working in. You've been listening to the buzz of Bank Automation News podcast. Thank you for your time and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com for more automation news. You can also follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Please don't hesitate to rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice.